Well, hello, lovely humans, and welcome to Engage, a wedding planning podcast for the modern day couple. I'm your host, Jamie Wolfer, and I truly believe that wedding planning does not need to be complicated or time consuming. I kind of picture these episodes like jumping on a quick phone call with your wedding planner. You get your answers and you go on your merry way because sometimes not all of us have an hour to dedicate to listening to super long podcasts or super long intros. So without further ado, let's just jump right on into it. How do you deal with someone who you think is expecting to be a bridesmaid, but you don't want to be your bridesmaid? I think she thinks we are closer than we are and I don't want to break her heart. I'm not having the same number of groomsmen slash bridesmaids, so I can't blame it on that. Okay, Francis, first of all, as I my heart breaks because I hate making people mad and I hate disappointing people. So I, I hear where you're coming from. But what I'm also seeing here is that you are assuming that's what she's expecting. If you want to circumvent this and have a conversation with her, you can absolutely do that. So you just need to decide if you want to rip up and have that conversation and go. Um, I know you and I are really close and I would love to obviously have you come enjoy my wedding day with me, um, or find a subtle way of letting her down. Typically in that situation, it's hard to be the first person to say that simply because, uh, it feels awkward to bring up the conversation. I don't know. That's a tough one for me because as if it was me personally, I would want to throw up, <laughs> but as a wedding planner, I'm like, you could either assume she's just being nice um, and kind, you know, I'm <laughs> like stuttering in my response, uh, or you can be upfront and have the conversation, find out what suits, what's less stressful for you. What suits your personality and her personality better ripping off the bandaid or just not assuming that she wants to be a part of the wedding party. Cause if it is something that's bothering her, she should be the person that would talk to you about it. If she does not end up getting invited, that should be her prerogative to bring that up. Um, but I also understand wanting to circumvent that. I'm not sure if that answer was helpful at all. I'm so sorry you're going through that. <laughs> Peonies, hydrangeas, spray roses. Oh my. Honestly, if you are stumped on how to approach wedding flowers while keeping on budget, you will definitely want to take this little floral quiz that we put together that will help you to tap into some professional level guidance. Factoring in your budget and aesthetic, this quiz will guide you towards an ideal resource to make your floral dreams happen without blowing your budget. Take the quiz now at floralquiz.com. How to have a conversation with someone that doesn't seem to be interested in being a bridesmaid, but has said, yes, this is a situation where I do think having a sit down is important. It's one of those. It's better to not assume the situation, sit this person down and say, Hey, it seems like there's a lot going on in life for you right now. Um, and that these bridesmaid or wedding party commitments, um, aren't, aren't a high priority, which I totally get because life is full. I just want to release you of that obligation. Cause it really, it seems like you're not interested in it. So if you've got other going on in life, um, please let me know. I blessing to let you off the hook. What do you think? That's how I would personally think handling that conversation would be relatively successful. It's just calling it out into the open instead of that, like tiptoeing that we do sometimes in these emotional situations, just sitting down and getting straight. You look bored, kid. <laughs> you want to leave? Don't say it like that. Uh, should we include our wedding website and other details on our save the dates or just wait to provide that until we send and out our invites. Website is perfectly fine to put on your save the dates. Other than that, you don't need a lot of details. Date, city, state, and make sure your names are on it somewhere or your faces or something so people know who it actually is belonging to. If it's just, if you're not doing photos, first and last name should be on there. Um, so they know it's like the right Sarah and Cody, not another Sarah and Cody they might know. So yes, I like the invitations being put on there, especially the 
website on there, especially because people can access your registry earlier. Whereas if you have that, if you've downloaded our 12 month timeline, you know that we actually register for your gifts before your save the dates go out. So when they go out, be getting the gifts that you want uh, for your bridal shower in a few months. For, you know, if that throws you, I don't know, for any event where people would be blessing gifts for you for your wedding, you want to have that available. So having that open when you send out your save the dates is really helpful. Groom's gift, photos of you. Yes, some saucy boudoir photos. If that's your speed, I've uh, heard that's been very well received. <laughs> um, if your groom is not into physical gifts or uh, watch or um, maybe the photo thing doesn't sound like a great idea or a great option, gift experiences uh, put together. I think my parents who did this, I'm pretty sure it was my parents who did this. Yes, it was. My mom put together um, 12 months worth of dates in the binder. So they got to have this really fun date night. So she pre-bought gift cards or listed out how the date was going to go. Not that they didn't date in the meantime, but every month they had one big thing to look forward to. I mean, it could be like chilies and bowling, but it just the, the act of putting it together ahead of time was so sweet and so intentional. I should do that with my husband. I actually really like that idea. News break. <laughs> Weddings cost money. Sometimes like a lot of money. And I want you to spend your money wisely and invest it into what truly matters to you. So let's make your budget together. Visit weddingbudgetquiz.com now and I will help you craft the perfect budget for free. Free night of free. What are your thoughts on eloping slash having a mini money now with the media family and then partying and having a reception with everyone else? Uh, could that possibly be a route save money? It depends. I don't know if it would save money because you're still going to be paying for, my guess is you're still going to be paying for the dress. You're still going to be paying for photography. Um, you're still going to be paying for food, for DJ. So having it split up like this, I don't know if it would save money, but the time taking more time to save up for your giant reception would be the best, would be an amazing thing to do. And that's how you can save money and research more. So you are not just making quick decisions, but you have like six to nine to 12 months to make a more financially educated decision. That would be how you save money. The components of the event don't change. Leanna asks, do you have much experience with pizza at weddings as the main meal and not a late night snack? Yes. Uh, truly has been my dream since a child. That's sweet. Uh, we're looking at 180 guests. So most the local pizza truck brick oven is out. Cause yes, I agree. They won't produce enough fast enough for that amount of people. Next couple of weeks, we'll be reaching out to one of our favorite pizza places, but based on their website, it does not look like they have any sort of pizza warming cabinet. Um, you can rent a warmer from a rental company. Those are very common. Um, so that I would do that instead. I'm nervous that the pizza will taste like pizza that has been sitting in the box for too long. I know that feeling. <laughs> Let me know if you've seen this turn out bad and soggy. Also, any suggestions on what my guests could snack on during cocktail hour before pizza as a meal? So uh, rent a warmer, like a warming cabinet from a rental company. And if they don't have one, they can definitely uh, turn you to someone who does. Uh, we have a warmer at the Amsler. It's awesome. Caterers love it because it keeps it warm, but not soggy. So look into that first. And then also talk to, obviously you're going to be chatting with the pizza place and let them know kind of what your expectations are and what your hopes are. And maybe they've done this before. They might have an option or I guarantee you they've at least sent a bunch of pizzas to a party before, especially when you're doing a casual meal like pizza. I like nacho bars, just like a long table with chips, 
cheese, like the awful for your body gooey queso. You know what I'm talking about? And then toppings. So everyone can kind of personalize their own. That's a huge crowd pleaser. It's very cheap. It's very easy to put together and really sets the tone for like, y'all, we're eating junk food tonight. Tonight's the night where you're just, you're going to live a little and you're going to love the food that's in front of you. We're going to have nachos and pizza. Um, so that could be a fun one. Although I think we've also had someone do soft pretzels. Someone is doing an event coming up is doing soft pretzels as their appetizer. And I was like, pizza and pretzels invite me to your wedding, please. Chairs will need to be moved by our guests between the ceremony and reception located in the same space. Our setup for dinner tables will be two eight person rectangular tables to put end to end. Do you think place cards or a place marker of some sort are necessary in order for folks to easily see how many chairs are needed at each table or are there lots of ribble cues for the chairs and seating chart enough? Um, I would do a post-it instead because that can be laid down on the table earlier and uh, can simply be picked up. So you don't need a table number or some sort of big old marker, uh, place marker, but just a quick post-it note. That's very helpful because the verbal cues are great, but if you don't have to explain it to somebody and it doesn't have to be shared over and over again, it's just, Hey, everyone look at the tables. There should be a post there for how many chairs belong there. No one's managing it and everyone's more self-managing. So yes, you'll still need the verbal cues. You'll still need the seating chart, but post-its are the way to go. If you are struggling with wedding planning and you have questions and you just need someone to listen and to chat with, come join us in the master plan community over at themasterplanwed.com. I would love to have you in there. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't done so already, subscribe, jump on over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave a five-star review so we can let the podcast people know that Jamie knows what she's talking about sometimes. (laughs) And until next time, bye guys.